This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Unless they've got a chaperone with them. And so Neville, just say, how old was she, this young person? She was nine, I think. Oh, one. good heavens. Yeah, and she, mum caught her in one of the rooms and she was making jewellery and I got caught with it. I'd uh, actually bought a necklace for Shona and a set of earrings, so that's oh. a highlight for her. And then, of course... Uh, those two French students that uh, you hosted, and I must say they were well chaperoned while they were <laughs> weren't any gaps in that one. Nothing for the uh, technician to work on. And then uh, uh, just la- lately I've uh, interviewed a 90-year-old Morris Roberts, and there's a little bit of confusion there. He tells me that when he joined uh, a dairy or went to a dairy company meeting, he said he was made a director of the Joel Dairy Company, and I think at the age of 26, because Gosh. what was uh, a point here was that he was a bit ahead of his time, but those were back in the 50s, because in the 50s when I was going to high school, I got quite tangled up with the young farms and I had a branch going at the high school. And Morris was one of those that uh, went through young farmers. He won a trip to Australia. It was sponsored, might have been by West by Bank of New South Wales in those days. But it, it, what he said to me when I did the interview that the older people said, Morris... You do a lot of young farmers. You know how to run a meeting. We'll put you in charge of this one to run this one. That was getting companies to be cooperatives. And then, of course, uh, if you look at life, I heard a young lass being spoken to by a woman who was Heather de Plessy Allen, and she was a student 
that led a sort of a protest against climate change down there, but unfortunately she didn't do her homework and uh, Uh. sort of left the uh, host with tears of joy. I don't know which way it went, but uh, those were some of the good things and the highlights that I've uh, come across. Well, that's excellent. And when I'm thinking about the people you've talked to, good heavens, an age range of 9 to 90, and the highlights, I would say, are still are people that you talk to regularly, like the weatherman. So tell me a bit about him. I've just forgotten one there was a young oh, yeah? of uh, He was about 11, I think. I'd picked him up on uh, Facebook. His mother had done a... Uh, recording of him at a school doing a speech presentation and he spoke very well about farming and Ah. the government wasn't doing a very good job about things (laughs) (laughs) and must give him a pat on the back and I said are you going to take up farming and he said no no I'm going to be a professional soccer player if I can so I had to give him a pat oh, well. on the back because that could be well pay, uh, well paying if he is uh, if he sticks to it. Well, if he's good at it, maybe he can earn enough money to come back and do something that actually really matters. Now I realise that saying that could be considered to be heresy in the middle of the football world cup, but nevertheless, it doesn't feed people. And there are certainly a lot of greenhouse gases that are associated with getting people around the country and the world to watch it. So just, um, I was asking about Philip Duncan. Could you talk to him how regularly? Every week because the weather changes, Jacqueline. Right. So that's an absolute stalwart. And I'm thinking the weather hasn't been kind to us this year, so we might come back to that in the next section. But I have talked to the French couple, and Louise and Pierre that were here from June through to um, the end of October and they miss New Zealand already (laughs) the agricultural life, the beautiful countryside, the fact that we are such good rugby players and uh, when Louise said but I miss you already, I'm thinking that's a good segue to our first song because although she was very happy to be home Back in France, yeah. she'd quite like to be here as well. And I'm talking with Neville Wallace because he's been wrangled from his Riding the Boundaries to tell us a bit about the year. And now in this section, we're going to uh, talk about the bad things. We're going to eliminate them, of course, discuss them. But what for you has been the challenge for this year? Well, I think trying to get on top of government imposed regulations they don't seem to listen to anybody and I dare say for people out there you would want some uh, examples and uh, I just read that Tesco uh, giving their farmers over there they're offering them incentives and subsidies and our government seems more likely to impose carbon taxes. I read of a farmer up Auckland Way ploughing in his lettuces because he couldn't get any labour to harvest. Onions will be in short supply next year. And uh, when you think of transport, the uh, 
freight around New Zealand is mainly in the, in the main moved with uh, trucks, but uh, if they slow them down, that's going to lead to a, either a lot more trucks on the road or things being slowed down to a degree where there won't be much action taking place. So I just don't know how they'll Jaffers will get their presence home on the back of bikes. What are you reckon? <laughs> I think you're right. It's really interesting that the 25 cent fuel tax was uh, removed so that people could continue business as usual. And of course, there is nothing usual about COVID and climate change. So you mentioned the road restrictions and, for instance, the Napier to Topo Highway going to 80k has made a huge difference about the ability for truckies to get to Auckland and back within the time that they're allowed to drive at once. So things will go up because of that. You are absolutely right. So what about food supply and general supermarket shortages? Have you been experiencing those? Well, what I experience is uh, when uh, you go in there to buy vegetables and you see half a cabbage, I think they're about $5 or something for half a cabbage. Depends on uh, how the season is going, Jacqueline, as to what will be short in supply and, uh. you know, the cost. But uh, I suppose on the better side of that, uh, developing more machinery that's going to cut people out of jobs if we're not careful. And, uh. you know, here the thing about we're going to put more buses on so we can bus people around, but they can't get anybody to drive a bus check. <laughs> yeah, all of those are really significant. I, what I see in the local supermarkets here is a lot more of home brands, which tend to be cheaper. Have you noticed that as a proliferation? Well, if you want to sort of get a variation of some of these costs, I think we've got to uh, shop between supermarkets, we only have well, I'd say two and a half in Hara, we've got Countdown and Pack and Save, and then of course we've got um, I was going to say Warehouse Stationery, but that's not the one, it's Warehouse they've got right. a food oh, yeah. section there now and some of their stuff is cheaper, but uh, I don't know where it comes from and uh, uh -huh. the quality of it, Jacqueline, and that's the other thing that we've got to be aware of too. Yeah, yeah. we have very good quality food in New Zealand and it, it passes strict regulations before it reaches our shelves. We need to remember that. Yes, and of course uh, what we've got to be aware of and the uh, milk prices have risen just recently, but... We've uh, got a bit of civil unrest maybe in China, and that's our biggest market. And if we don't uh, supply that market or if they don't buy from us, we've got a big problem there, Jacqueline. Uh, well, that's a, another negative note. What about the farming community around you? How are they feeling? Well, I don't see much of the other. I've got a lot of farming friends. Uh, the one I was talking about said there was good uh, money for beef at the moment. I just uh -huh. heard some prices the other day. Somebody asked somebody, what's a cold cow worth nowadays? And he said, oh, about $600. But when you look at that, Jacqueline, you've got to 
weigh up the cost, the input on the other side of the ledger? Yes, you have. So I would reckon that tolls are worth more up here, but maybe he needs to ship things. But everything we're talking about, including going to different supermarkets, is actually increased greenhouse gases in terms of fossil fuel. So we always need to remember that. So 600 doesn't sound as good as it might be, but um, I look at the venison schedule and think that needs to pick up to reward farmers. And did you go to field days this year, national no, field days yeah. at Mystery Creek? No, so there were not, well, you were missed, Neville, because I knew the answer to that, but you were missed. Um, we had fewer people than normal there and not so many people buying things. Uh, most people, farmers who went there, it was because they wanted to be able to talk to other farmers and effectively know that they weren't the only ones feeling the pressures. So one more bad thing, and then we'll cut to some more good news. Well, yes, that, that was one of the aspects, and I heard someone, a leader of our country, being told, go home, you're not welcome here, so I don't know whether that was uh, or bad news, but well, it just yes. gives you... Uh, Look at the temperature out there, and uh, when I uh, look and listen to Hosking, any other news outlet, there's more people saying, the government isn't listening to us, and I had quite a long chat with Bryce McKenzie about that aspect the other night, and uh -huh. they're quite concerned about uh, pine trees taking over New Zealand, so... Uh, you know, we've yeah. got to look at some of these things and weigh them up and give it a good debate before actioning yeah. it. I'm pretty sure that you would be in agreement with that one, Jack. Oh, absolutely. What we know is that um, mid-year next year, 2023, the OIA, the, uh, uh, no, the OIO, the official, the Overseas Information Office thing, the thing that allows sales overseas, will be able to halt the overseas companies buying land for pine trees. So that's good news, but goodness, it's another few months before that happens, and Damien O'Connor says he's stymied until then. And on that note, we should move to something happy, and I think it could be the most wonderful night of the year by Andy Williams. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half-happiest season of all With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call it's the happiest season of all there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long long ago it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is all long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There will be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful. Well, the three waters, five waters, one, that was a real headache, that one. And uh, we heard that, the, we heard, or I heard also that uh, uh, Jacinda was going to announce that uh, sequestration would be looked at. But I'm wondering, as every critic has said, the devil will be in the detail. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just sort of thinking, as I said to you earlier, house will rise next week sometime, and uh, they'll drop it on drop it on us at the end of that period. But I do a bit of reading if I can, and I just watched uh, read an article. Ben Alones was talking about how he says feels unfair, disorganised and unevenly balanced to the point uh. where you're carrying a load of society with untested science and unknown information that they're creating along the way. And, you know, how can you feel genuinely consulted like that? But, and what we really want is a credible climate change policy as it relates, relates to livestock emissions. Now, when you look at livestock and ruminant animals, of which cows are one, a deer or some, have a look in your uh, Google on your phone and you'll see that there's 200 breeds of ruminant animals, of which New Zealand farms cattle, sheep, deer, and just goats chucked in. And compare that with the humble corn plant. Now, if you look at that one and look it up, that was developed or evolved aeons ago through selective breeding because I'd heard and I think that there was only one seed on this plant that <laughs> over yeah. time Teosinte they... eh? it was called Teosinte it was in South America T-E-O-S-I-N-T-E -E. and yeah. you're right it's been a remarkable selection and uh, that was done just with uh, breeding. It wasn't done yeah. with, we didn't have, gen, or they didn't have genetic modification in those days. So we worked on that protein that demanded from the population. So uh, if we take that scheme to uh, animals, it's going to take a long time to change ruminants to something else, Jacqueline. Yeah. Yes, very good point. But New Zealand does have the most efficient cows and sheep in the world. So whether it's beef or sheep or dairy cows, we've got the data, and they've been updated just recently, to say that for 
a kilo of product, we are producing fewer greenhouse gases than any other country can achieve. So doing better, as you say, will be, even, will be pretty challenging. And you've touched there on the climate change and how they're handling it, the Climate Change Commission and the sequestration, should it be in or out. So I'm just thinking, what, you know, the Climate Change Commission has had a bit of a change recently in terms of its membership. So we just had the announcement at the beginning of December that Professor Nicholas Shambolt, our farm management person from Massey University, has gone. And it doesn't seem to me to there hasn't been a replacement for, in agriculture. What's your comment about that, Neville? What's my comment? Well, I don't think the uh, farming community has heard about that yet. I don't think uh, a lot of the radio people have either. It's sort of been kept Mm. very quiet, I would think, Jacqueline, because I had a look at that list. Who was on the commission just yesterday thinking, that appointment's getting close, it's getting close. So if it hasn't been put, if that list hasn't been rectified, uh, I'm wondering whether people are, government's hiding things. But Jacqueline, at the end of the day, over this whole issue, there are so many government bureaucrats that are getting well paid. And I'll say the same thing, if this Water Commission goes ahead as planned, there will be bigger salaries because have a look at our meteorological services. There's two government-sponsored ones of those, Jacqueline. And and why has the government got two state-funded meteorological services? It's the biggest belief. And one of the salaries there, I understand, is getting close to seven figures. Well... Uh, we can't, the economy just can't keep supporting a wage structure like that. that Right, you're absolutely right. So let's think now about how we can build the future. What, What do we need for 2023 so that we have some good highlights to discuss this time next year? Where would you be putting focus? Not on salaries, clearly, in government areas. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, that's, it, it's, it's a, I just don't know how people can be encouraged to work. I heard um, a post from down West Coast, and I just don't know what they call the organisation, but they are looking at this seriously of getting young people jobs and they will second them to those jobs for X number of years, more like an apprenticeship, I would think, but they will uh, give or keep them on for a length of time that they'll sort of pay their dues yeah. back by, you know, committing to the community, and I sort of think, well, right. we want more of that. But yeah, that was the model Tiawamutu used, and they got rid of all sorts of vandalism and unemployment. It was a really good model. Uh, so we need more of those. What else would you do if you were king for the year? Well, I'm just, just trying to think of, well, we need to encourage farmers because we need them more than anything. They are growing food. Whether that food needs to be, what would you say, farm food, because... 
I see a plethora of uh, berry farms going up. I don't know whether the uh, avocados are in amongst some of these uh, creations I'm seeing around the countryside, you know, behind uh, windbreaks and all those sort of things. But they would contribute to the economy. The other one that interested me the other day, that somebody was growing strawberries hydroponically and they were going to grow them year-round. But, hey... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that is good to see that sort of technology being put to yeah. use, but, uh, you know, as you say, we've got to have the uh, proteins there, Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> so, the good news there is the innovation that we see in all sorts of different aspects. So, your comment about the innovation within New Zealand farming? Uh, I say it's, it's going it's from terrific. It's strength to strength, Jacqueline. Necessity Super. has encouraged people to do some work on it. And look, everybody's down on artificial food, but we've got Elon Musk out there talking interplanetary travel. He will not be taking a farm with him. So where's the <laughs> food going to come from? I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> Absolutely right. Now, Metal, our final song, you and I have chosen it. So we're going to move to this and let Snoopy do our final thing. But I would like to say to all your listeners, terrific, you are terrific people. Neville does an excellent job for you. And I hope to have the privilege of talking with him again next year. Your final comment, Neville? Well, well, thank you, Professor Jekyll and Rath. It's been a pleasure oh. to have you come in and help present this final show for 2022. Merry Christmas, Jekyll, and to all our followers. I'm looking forward to a relaxing long break before we end. Listen next week as I talk with Morris Roberts, CBE, former chairman of the Kiwi Dairy Company. more. The Allied command ignored all of his men and called on Snoopy to do it again. Was the night before Christmas, boarded below, when Snoopy went up in search of his bow. Despite the red baron, Thursday they fought, with ice on his wings, Snoopy knew it was tough. Baron Kirk.
made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.